We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Business Matters presented by Allen Savings, the division of First West Credit Union, um, where we delve into stories and insights of leaders and change makers, change makers in our community. Um, I'm your host, Rob Capello, and today we're joined by Bailey Martin, the executive director of Parkinson Wellness Projects, uh, an organization that's dedicated to enhancing the lives of those affected by Parkinson's disease through physical exercise and community. We'll dive into what that is and what you guys do. So Bailey, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. No problem. So, so Bailey, I'd love to start off by just hearing a little bit about your journey. So um, I'm curious what led you to sort of the role that you're in now, like what brought you to, to Victoria and the role as uh, executive director right now? Um. Yeah. So I was as we were just chatting about before we went on air, I was born and raised in Kamloops. Um, I've lived on the island for about 19 years now, and my background is in athletic and exercise therapy. So I went to Camosun and got a Bachelor of Athletic and Exercise Therapy. I'm also a clinical exercise physiologist. Uh, but in my education, one of my clinical practicums was at a private neuro rehab clinic. Mm -hmm. And I just really fell in love with that practice. And I was fortunate enough after I graduated, I was I was offered a job at that clinic. Uh, and so I worked one on one with people with all sorts of neurological conditions, including Parkinson's disease. And I was with that clinic for um, a little over five years and then moved to Parkinson Wellness Projects as the program and education manager. Mm -hmm. So really focusing on the the exercise component of of um, how the benefits for Parkinson's disease and getting the programs uh, up and running after COVID and, and well, it was during COVID. So getting those programs um, up on Zoom and helping people as much as we could during that uh, tough, tough period. Uh, and then from there, we, you know, we really expanded over the past few years and um, it just kind of, yeah, took off from there. Interesting. So what, what, from an education perspective, then what drove you to that field? Like, was there something that, connection that happened in high school like what what because it's funny because nowadays you know kids are like I don't know I don't know what I want to be when I when I grow up right and they're 19 20 years old but back like what drove you to that in that direction originally well I was definitely one of those kids I had no idea what I wanted to do <laughs> when I grew up I don't know if I I still don't really know but yeah. <laughs> um, I I've always been active like I've always played sports recreationally and um being interested in in the human body and exercise and physical activity. So it seems like that was a natural fit for me. And when I got into the clinical practice of neuro rehab, I was so inspired by the dedication and effort our clients put into every session that they came to. And, and I had some great experiences with football teams and soccer teams, but you know, there's only so many ankles I can tape. <laughs> so I just felt really drawn to, uh, to the neuro population. Interesting. You mentioned uh, you're, I think, born and raised in Kamloops. And I, I said before we jumped on there that I was as well. Um, but Island is home for you now. Um, yeah. But I'm curious, like I always find that, you know, our past obviously shapes our future and where we are today. So it, 
like, is there anything that sort of, was it the athletic size or anything sort of growing up in Camus or high school there that, that you see looking back now that maybe influenced your path? Was there anything, or was it more when you kind of left Camloops that you kind of started exploring that? I think it was more after I left. Like I, I, when I finished high school, I did a lot of traveling um, and yeah, went to Australia for a year. I lived in the Cayman Islands for a couple of years um, and just sort of was on this path of, um, yeah, exploring, exploring as much as I could and really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and then I actually ended up in Victoria because in 2004, Hurricane Ivan destroyed the Cayman Islands and destroyed my home and just destroyed my place of work. So wow. kind of a long story, I ended up on Vancouver Island. Uh, and then I worked in bars and restaurants for most of my life and sort of realized I was a great job for the time being, but I needed to do something more with my life. Um, and yeah, just sort of found the program, the athletic and exercise uh, therapy program at Coast and College and, and decided to see if it was a good fit. And it just all worked out for me. That's excellent. So we, we you touched a little bit about Parkinson wellness projects and what you guys do. Can we dive a little bit deeper for people that are not familiar with it, like, um, maybe just talk a little bit about, you know, what your guys's role is, you know, what you're aiming to achieve, you know, just a little bit more, if we can dive a little bit deeper, then we'll kind of explore that a little bit more. Yeah, happy to. So uh, Parkinson Wellness Projects is a nonprofit organization. And our goal is to really uh, help improve the lives of people living with Parkinson's, their care partners and families. So we do this a few different ways. Um, we primarily focus on the exercise component. So there's a lot of research around um, exercise and as a treatment for Parkinson's, as well as uh, possibly slowing the progression of the disease. So all of our instructors have extra training in Parkinson's. We offer programs specific to Parkinson's treatment. So Rocksteady Boxing is a very well-known Parkinson's oh. program. Uh, so we're an affiliate gym. Um, I'm also trained as a Parkinson wellness recovery therapist. We have a, so PWR, uh, we also have a PWR instructor and another PWR therapist. We have a physiotherapist, um, Naomi Kisiro, who founded NeuroFit BC. Um, so she specializes in Parkinson's disease. She teaches a couple of classes for us as well. Um, and so we have about 20, over 20 classes a week, both in person and online. Um, and the exercises, as I was saying, it's a really big component of what we do, but we also offer uh, counseling. So Dr. Linda Frankie is our is our counselor. She offers one on one sessions for people with Parkinson's, as well as their care partners and family. Anybody who's affected by Parkinson's diagnosis is more than welcome to to visit with her. We have support groups. Uh, we also offer education and other resources. So um, Often when somebody's, excuse me, often when somebody's diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, they're given a prescription for levodopa carbidopa, which is the main medication for Parkinson's disease. If you're diagnosed with Parkinson's at some point, you'll be on levodopa. It's the dopamine replacement. Yeah. Um, so they're given this prescription and then often said, okay, see you in six months or see you in a year and not given the education or the resources that are so important. So Another one of the, the programs that we offer is a newly diagnosed series. So Dr. Frankie and I offer a four week series. It's one hour every week for four weeks. And we just dive into what is Parkinson's disease. Uh, we touch a little bit on medication. We touch a little bit on exercise. Um, and then we go into emotional changes and in dealing with the reality of a Parkinson's diagnosis. And 
and really how to live a full, meaningful life despite a Parkinson's diagnosis. It's, it's you know, the emotions of getting this diagnosis vary from, you know, anger and sure. and uh, denial. It's kind of like the stages of grief, you, you know, yeah. you, could, you could compare it to. So, you know, giving um, our participants hope and, and helping them to understand that they can still do all the things that they love to do. It just might look a little bit different. Interesting. And is it, um, I mean, you guys offer so many services along um, for support when it comes to Parkinson's. Is that, is it typical? Like, do, do I find associations like you guys are in other communities? Because I, I don't know of any, but I, I mean, if you, I guess, I, not that I've gone and searched for it, but are there other ones in other communities as well? We're pretty unique. So yeah. in terms of offering all the services we do under one roof, um, as far as I know, we're, we're certainly the only one in BC and, and I'm not sure the rest of Canada, but I, I haven't come across any and I, and, um, I hope to collaborate with any other Parkinson's organization. So, you know, working together with anybody who wants to help people with Parkinson's yeah. is a big goal of mine. So con connecting and collaborating is, is certainly, um, what I'm interested in, but I haven't come across of organizations that are doing what we're doing. Interesting. Do, do you have a, a personal connection at all or story with Parkinson's disease? Like, or, like, or, or not, like you just, it, there's nothing that's in your life that's happened uh, in family or anything. No, I don't have any, I don't have any family members with Parkinson's and um, yeah, before I got into this, I didn't have any friends. I could say now I have yeah, know, sure, yeah. a yeah. few hundred friends of, of Parkinson's yeah. disease, but uh, no, no uh, personal connection before I got into, into this work. Interesting. And, I know you, you know, we're not asking to share names and stuff, but more on, can you share stories about like the impact you guys have had on community or individuals like what, or both, right? Cause I, I think that, um, you know, I, I have friends that have Parkinson's and, and, um, you know, they've, they've lived fairly normal, normal quote unquote lives, but it's not easy for sure. I, I know, but so what's the impact you're making to people with Parkinson's or family or community doing what you guys do? Yeah, and I'm certainly, um, I'll never take away from the struggle that people have with Parkinson's disease. And I'm and I'm not trying to say that I, I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to diminish how hard yeah. it is to have this disease. Um, but I've seen so many positive changes. And that's one of my, like the best parts of my job is going into our center and talking to people and, and seeing the results of coming day after day, week after week, month after month, is that you can make positive changes. And, and even though Parkinson's is a degenerative, degenerative disease, you can still get healthier. So right. a lot of people that are, have started coming to our gym have told me that they're in the best shape of their lives. They came in with a walker or maybe in a wheelchair, and now they're walking with no gait aid and they can get on and off the floor when before they couldn't, or they couldn't get out of a chair and now they're able to do so. So uh, there's so many people that have told me and that I've seen that have made such um, huge changes in their lives. And uh, yeah, I've had a couple of people tell me that Parkinson Wellness Projects has saved their life. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah, great place to be to hear those sorts of comments. And it's why you do what you do. Like exactly. Those, exactly yeah. right. So I'm curious from the other side from um, like, so, you know, you're in a leadership role right now, right? In a nonprofit. And I'm sure nonprofits in general, lots of ups and downs, you know, especially through the pandemic and, but, but even when there's not a pandemic, right. So 
what are some of the challenges that maybe you faced recently or over the time that you can speak on? And I'm curious more on the other side is how, how do you overcome them? Do you have, like, do you work with your team? Like how, how do you overcome the challenges? Cause I'm sure you're throwing challenges every day when it comes to, you know, a, the, what the, what you're dealing with when it comes to parks, but then just being a nonprofit. Right. So. Yeah. So I'm fortunate to work with a really great team. We have a small but mighty staff. So there's only five of us as um, full, full time, a few full time and a few part time staff. And then we have, oh gosh, uh, maybe nine or 10 contractors and the contractors are instructors. So um, the, in terms of dealing with, you know, adversity or, you know, different challenges that are, that are thrown our way, it's really about um, a lot of teamwork working together and, and um, communicating with the board, with the participants. It's important that we're meeting the needs of our participants. So a lot of, you know, I'm always going to welcome feedback. If there's classes that I've started that, you know, are only having two or three people join them. Okay, well, why is that? Like, how can we make this better? How can we get people joining? Is it the instructor? Is it the time? Is it the program itself? Is it the location? So just trying to figure out how we can meet the needs of those participants. Um, one of the biggest challenges is funding as a nonprofit. So we rely 100% on donations and community grants. We don't charge for any of our services. So the assessments, the counseling, the support groups, all the exercise classes, it's there's no charge for anything. Um, so getting enough funding to yeah. keep our programs going and be sustainable for the future is for sure the biggest challenge that I come across or that I'm working towards um, every single day. So. Um, actually, right now, yesterday, we started our match campaign. It's our first ever match campaign. Um, so we're trying to raise $100,000. We were fortunate that we have donors that put up $50,000. So any, yeah, any dollar that's donated is matched up to $100,000. So um, and we, we have a couple of big events, the Douglas Mile in May, it's uh, the Victoria Day Parade, we do a walk at the beginning of the parade to try to raise funds. Uh, and then other campaigns throughout the year. But, you know, for sure, fundraising is the biggest challenge and just helping people to understand how impactful our services are for not only for the participants, but for their family members and, and the healthcare system and healthcare teams. It's, um, it's a big part of what I do or what we do. So are you, do you, are you looking for strictly monetary donations or do you do you access or do you look for volunteers as well is there a volunteer group or is it sort of run because it's so specialized it's sort of run by the team and really the best way for people to support is to donate the best way for people to support is to donate um we are board we have a board uh okay. that's they're all volunteers and we do have volunteers that help out with the classes and in in our main office area, um, but it's mostly run by our small staff and then um, by a few volunteers. So what's what's the goal for you? Like what, if you can look ahead a little bit, you mentioned some of the things you guys are planning right now and doing for fundraising and so forth, but what's the vision 12, 18 months down the road? Are there projects coming? Like, where do you want to see? Where do you want to grow? Do you, are you excited? You know, would you love to see a, a a sister office in another location somewhere? Like, where's the vision for you? Well, I hear Kelowna's a pretty nice place. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> center there. Um, it, I mean, I 
Yeah, down the road, I when talking years from now, I would love, you know, Parkinson Wellness Projects to expand and have sister locations all across the country. Right now, I want to focus on Vancouver Island, the greater Victoria area. So um, Parkinson's disease is now the fastest growing neurological disease in the world. There's over 100,000 Canadians with Parkinson's, and uh, that number is expected to double by 2031. So my goal is for everybody on Vancouver Island who is diagnosed with Parkinson's disease to be a part of our program. So when they're diagnosed right away, they're referred to us. Oh, here's Parkinson's wellness projects, connect with them. They have all the resources and education that you need. So I want to make sure that these folks that are diagnosed have a direction right away. They have the support and the resources that they need. Um, and they're, they're not waiting that, you know, year, eight months for their next neurologist appointment, and they have a plan going forward right away. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, what the work you do is, you mentioned the satisfying side, but it, it must be a, a struggle as well, right? Like mentally to see what you see every day. So how do you balance that? Like what, where do we find you outside of work? Like, how do you, how do you balance the, like the hobbies and interests to kind of keep, um, cause I'm sure, like I said, you probably take a lot home with you cause of it. So how do you balance that? Um, I do my best to, um, be grateful and appreciate the body that I'm given. Um, so I, I wouldn't say I love to run, but I, you know, know, will run. So I, and I always, I love pushing myself. So, and trying new things. Um, I recently picked up triathlon. So I, yeah, Yeah. and I've never swam or had (laughs) in my adult life. So uh, it was a very big learning curve, but I did. Um, I've done a couple of half Ironmans. Um, I will run marathons. I picked up skiing for the first time in 20 years. So for the second time in my life. Um, So yeah, I'm always sort of out there trying to be physically active and, and um, do as I say, or say, (laughs) not just, you know, put it out there, like, okay, make sure you're exercising, be physically active, but actually, you know, listening to that advice and, and those instructions that I'm telling everybody and, and, um, and being physically active myself. Well, I think that I I would assume that, you know, you have, you know, you, you said you like to run, you've been involved in athletics. And I think that, that mindset probably must help you day to day, right? Sort of as is what you're doing. And, and, I, and I would assume it influence the way you manage and work with people in there because through athletics, you must see, you know, you're faced with challenges all the time, adversities, and you've got to pivot and injuries and all that sort of stuff. So I, I would assume that mindset has probably helped you in the role that you're in right now. Yeah, I think so. it's just a lot about, um, yeah, dealing with things as they come because day to day, you, you know, as the executive director, you really never know what's going to pop up. And there could be, um, it could be with participants, it could be with families, there could be um, staff issues, there could be issues with the building. Um, So yeah, just being able to, to uh, deal with those things as they come up is, um, you know, helpful at work as it is in life and, and exercise and physical activity as well. Um, You mentioned uh, the need for donations is always big for nonprofits. And, you know, we're a little bit shut out to our sponsor, Island Savings, who, you know, who sponsors to bring this podcast and feature business or people in the community. I'm curious if you can speak around 
the, like organizations that like them that make a difference in the work that you do because donations are, you know are from individuals but there's also organizations and businesses to step up in the community to to help fund can you speak around what that looks like and some organizations are really stepped up and helped you guys yeah, so we've gotten um, some uh, important community grants. So um, Harborside Rotary is is has supported us has supported us a couple of years. Uh, RBC is one of them. Um, Abvi is another organization. Um, Victoria Foundation, the Vancouver Foundation. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some, and I apologize. Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> so, um, those community grants are so important um, and really help us. Um, be able to sort of look ahead and 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 plan for the future. As we sort of wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to maybe share about Parkinson Wellness Projects? Um, or you mentioned, you know, some of the matching um, donation uh, uh, fundraising you're doing right now or events comes. Is there anything sort of that um, you want to speak about that? So people that are listening can maybe if they want to get involved, they can, you know, they can reach out and get involved. Certainly, yeah. So if you're looking for more information or you'd like to donate, just please go to our website. It's parkinsonwellness.ca. Um, there's lots of information there on our on our resources and programs and services, and there's a big donate button. So we're, we're um, yeah, and really every dollar matters. So it doesn't matter how much you're able to give it. We, we really appreciate any contribution. Um, and just the last thing I want to say is that if you have Parkinson's disease and you're feeling isolated and alone and um, feeling like there you don't have support, we can support you no matter where you are in the province or in the country. So go to our website, reach out. You're not alone. There's We have hundreds of participants. I think we have over 200 people that regularly attend our exercise classes and we have over uh, 700 registered participants. So there's so many people like you that were diagnosed and are maybe feeling um, uh, yeah, isolated or alone, or just don't have the hope to get going. But uh, we have the support. At, we have supports for you, and I really encourage you to reach out. And I think that's a valid point that it, it, maybe I should have asked it earlier. You can support people that are they. You don't have to be on the island. Like so, it doesn't matter where you are in the province. You can help and support in some way. Correct. Yeah, hundred percent. Thing to know for sure. Um, well, Bailey, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing. Um, you guys are, you know, obviously do inspiring work. Like that's amazing. And, you know, your passion, dedication for, for people with Parkinson's disease, truly it is commendable. It's, and thank you for everything you guys do. And to our listeners, you know, Bailey's right. Like every little bit helps. You don't have to worry about cutting, you know, massive checks if every little bit that you can do helps and, you know, encourage people to just learn more and, and support causes like this because community is what keeps it going. So, um, thank you so much for everything you do. And thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. No problem. Uh, until next time, uh, stay inspired and keep making a difference in our community and have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thank you. Thanks, Bailey. We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. 